Welcome back to the Mate How Good Boys podcast with me, Josh. And me, Dono. Boop, 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 doo-doo. We are back, baby. We've had the winter break. How was your uh, How was your Christmas and New Year, mate? All good? Boozy. Very boozy. <laughs> boozy. <laughs> I'm just like, I think I'm looking back on it now thinking about it. It was very boozy. It wasn't as boozy as the year before, but it's just like, yeah. It comes and goes so quick, doesn't it? But every single day, yeah. it's like an excuse to get on the beers. Which there's always someone always does something, don't they? It's always doing it stupid as well. Like you just go around someone's house for like dinner next thing you know, ten points down. <laughs> but you'd only do that at Christmas. I would never do that just like on a normal Tuesday afternoon. Even. Yeah. I, I, I remember thinking like the week after Christmas, on like New Year's Day. New Year, so I, I think I had my f- like first like let's say evening of three three to four plus beers on the nineteenth of December until new year's eve and on new year's day i felt like i was like oh i could have a beer but i was like i just don't there was no point in having one whatsoever but it's almost like withdrawal symptoms in it but boozy yeah i'm the same i'm the same very boozy um the football was pretty good over christmas on it um not really to be honest well from a main night perspective it was pretty good wasn't it Beating the biggest team well, in the league. Yeah. We are, to be getting fair, your, getting boxing, your result of the to season. Fair, to be fair, Boxing Day Boxing Day was a great result and probably actually is our result of the season, which is absolutely tragic. Um, but I wouldn't... Yeah. I, I, but then like everything just came crashing back down to earth after not, the Nottingham Forest game, didn't it? Like it just high, it highlighted everything that's wrong, that Anthony Alanga sets up an assist and played significantly better than um, Anthony... Um, who we Anthony we paid 88 million for Alanga we sold for 14 million academy graduate and all that um for him to set up this year from Morgan Gibbs White at the end just so it just sums everything up it, it just sums everything up it was yes the Aston Villa game was 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 good but it just papered over the cracks we lost yeah paper over the cracks we lost on the 23rd to West Ham deserved to lose that as well because we're just not clean we're just so unclinical it's like a it's like um you know those toy knives that kids get you know toy knives that kids get when they get like the their my first cooking set like we're like that trying to carve like a turkey dinner that, like, that is what it is that is how i would describe man united fucking just blunt just so blunt I, I yeah just so blunt i think someone said to us where do you think we'd be if we'd have harry kane and i think like <laughs> harry kane. we would just be so much higher we'd be so much crap we'd be we'd, we'd be we would be so much crap we would still be crap and there would still be paper over the cracks but at least we'd have someone that could score fucking a million goals a season for us because i mean garnacho's been the garnacho's been the only positive over the festive break and even then he's been wasteful so yeah, anyway he tore us. He tore us for Villa? That game yeah um my, minus yeah, the minus the Sheffield United result, which on reflection was quite was actually a not a bad result. So obviously drawing at home, coming to the end of the the win streak, um, p- pinching a draw in that game where it looked like we were going to lose. Like it was inevitable that we were going to concede to Cameron Archer, who we sold for eighteen million in the summer after not giving him a sniff of first team football. Um, but it was good to see Zaniola get a, get his first goal in the Premier League, um, who's been absolutely shit this season. Um, and then yeah, we made guys, another point in this podcast as well, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
Um, my United result was obviously terrible, but I think it's what with Villa it's hard, isn't it? Like we're we're playing so many games, it's inevitable that it's going to start. Some of the some of the results ain't going to go our way, but I'm not too worried about about those two. The Burnley result was a good one again. The Borough result of the weekend was never a good result. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I think the I think what is what it's been like a. A good thing, but well, a good thing I'd imagine for you as a Villa fan is you're not playing particularly well, but you're still picking up results. Yeah, exactly. Um, when you look at like teams like Arsenal, for example, who are, I hate to go, go keep going on to them, but playing really well and then not picking up the results, it's it's hard. It's, yeah, it's 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 on a knife edge, and it like there was that like Liverpool yesterday they could have beaten them. They had plenty of chances to beat them. They didn't. They lost two 0 There was the. But Liverpool had two chances. They sh- and they, the, the, I mean, I know, I know it's an own goal, but it's a good chance. Like if, if yeah. obviously it's an, the defender got there first, but if not, one of the one of the Liverpool players could get to it. It's a good goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. And then the Louis, the, the Diaz one was so good. <clears throat> yeah, I think I, I think that we're going to talk about the Prem a little bit more, but I I think they're going to win it. I think Liverpool are going to win it. I just got a feeling. Yeah, I did say it actually a couple of weeks ago when you asked me who was going to win the league. I did say Liverpool. Um, yeah, so just I said Arsenal. I said Arsenal who proceeded to lose three and five. But yeah. Have Arsenal won a game since you said they've won the league? How many games ago was that? Uh, yeah, Four games they beat, ago? yeah, they beat Burnley 3-1. They beat someone 3-1. It's five then, games yeah. ago. And they've lost three of them, so which is great. Um, anyway, right, what we're doing, what we're going to be doing in today's episode is we, we we're opening up the mailbag again, but we're going to be doing it a little bit differently. So we've opened up the mailbag, but we've only like pulled out the small letters. So sometimes we pull out the big parcels and stuff like that, but we've only pulled out the small letters today because we're going to sort of split this episode in half. We're going to spend half of today's episode answering some of the questions we've been asked, but in turn, the other half given our mid-season awards or talking about where, what we think the Premier League or where we think the Premier League is at midway through the season. So we're going to start by talking through some of the questions we got and then we're going to go on to the Prem stuff, which mid-season awards is like, it, so much of this could come back and bite us in the arse, can it? But it's, it's like a barometer for how well, how well they're doing at that time, isn't it? Like, It'd be good to come back and see like how different it is at the end of the season, because not it doesn't really normally change much from mid-season yeah. to the end of the season. You might get a couple, like a team who goes on a great run, like breaks into Europe, or um, a team falls off the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, and then you'll still have a couple of players that might move in and out of that team in a season, but normally it'll probably stay around the same. Yeah, I, I also think as well what's made this season easier to do it in is all of the a lot of the really good players are playing really well whereas there have been points where really good players haven't played so well so wouldn't have maybe made it in some people's squads and that means that sort of players that are on a good run of form as opposed to top players are getting in which I think will slightly change when we talk about our team of the season but we're not going to start with that all right so I'm going to start with a a big question actually I'm going to shake it up straight away you ready for this yep all right this is this is huge this came in from Kernsey. Who has the worst breath in football? Whose breath do you think smells the worst in football? Ever. Ever. 
it has I feel like it can't be modern day. I feel like I feel like smoker's breath has to be taken into account, doesn't it? That's bad booze with me. I think I know who mine is. I'm just gonna I'm playing on stereotype. I'm playing on stereotypes of the whole thing, but I think I know who mine is. Who stereotypically has bad breath? No, well, well, let me explain this. Let me explain it, and then you, and then it might, be, <laughs> it might be a bit clearer. I reckon Gail, I reckon Gail Jive has the smelliest breath in the history of football, and the reason I say that is because he wasn't very well. He, he, I mean, he had a good, he had a good beard and a and a and a good head of hair, but I wouldn't say he's particularly well kept. He wasn't someone that I think would okay. have the skincare routine. I, I'm not texting Gail Jive for the skincare routine. All right. I'm also playing on the fact he's French, so he probably smokes and he probably eats cheese. So I reckon he's got like, you know, you know when you have like leftover ashy breath, leftover yeah. from like, from like, oh, I don't smoke, but I'll have a couple on a night out. That type of person, you know what that breath, you know what that breath is. I, I know what that breath is. We know what that breath is. Plus cheese, plus stinky French cheese, <laughs> and the dry red wine lips. Put them all together with the fact he may be a bit unkept with that stringy beard that might have nits in it. I reckon Gail Jive has the worst breath in football. Okay, the only person I can think of, purely based on purely based on the fact that I'm trying to imagine him like shouting and breathing down my neck, and that being all I can think of is the smell of his breath when he's doing it is that little weasel, Martin Keown. Oh, you know, when he's, every time I see the image of him screaming at Rude, I think, fuck me, man. Your breath is stinking. That breath stinks. I reckon, I reckon Martin Keown has the same towels in his house that he had for the last 35 years and he never changes them. <laughs> Goes on a night out and puts on brute as well, doesn't he? 100%. <laughs> Brushes with aqua fresh. <laughs> his 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 aftershaves that are his. Oh, I'm just going out for the day, but it's not a big one out. Are those Umbro set aftershaves you used to get from <laughs> pound in Poundlands? <laughs> the matching shower gel. <laughs> oh, the kind of guy. Mate, what? F- mate, what flavor were they? Umbro flavor. <laughs> Sport. Yeah, sport flavor. What the fuck go inside sport flavor? Uh yeah, agreed. Yeah, sorry, take it back. Martin Keown, definitely. Weasel. Um, right. Next one is from an anonymous person, and their question is Would you rather win the FA Cup or the Europa League? Oh, this is a hard one because I've <clears throat> I think we've had this conversation before, and I think it obviously depends on the, the club. Yeah. But I find it so hard to say. Oh, for Villa, I actually can't. I actually, <laughs> I actually don't know. The FA, <laughs> winning the FA Cup would be so so big, but the but the other than obviously winning the the, the FA Cup, you get the reward yeah. of get entered into the Europa League, which okay. kind of kind of feels like a bit of a shit, shit prize. But winning the Europa League. You've won a trophy, which I mean, you've. Oh, Man United have won it. You're not, you're not really celebrating, it, are you? But the, the the rewards for that, you're in the Champions League next season. So, but then again, <laughs> but then again, um, you could do like what Newcastle have done. You can go and win, like you can go and qualify for the Champions League, 
you you're in the group stages. You play you play five get six games and you're and you're out again. All of that for 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 a couple of games. It's just it almost doesn't seem worth it. So FA Cup. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to pick up on when when you said about the Man United thing. You probably weren't excited about it. I was because we lost in the Europa League final to Villarreal. I was I was, dis, I was pretty disappointed when we lost in the finals of Villarreal. I was also during lockdown, so I feel like it was easier to be passionate like more passionate about things at that point. But when we beat Ajax in the final, I was buzzing because we came sixth. We came sixth yeah. and then won the Europa League. So we got Champions League football, which was big. All right. Um, the other thing I would say is on the Newcastle point of view, how much, whether, yes, they went out and they probably shouldn't have gone out because they kind of got cheated out of the PSG game. But how class are the memories of the game against PSG at home? <laughs> Yeah, those. Yeah, they those are. Me- all right, let, let me. All right, let me. Let me but, change this yeah. question slightly. Right, let me change this question slightly. Would you rather Villa came third and won the FA Cup, or in fact, no? Let me change that. Would you rather Villa came fifth and won the FA Cup, or they came fifth and won the Europa League, and you can go to both finals? So you go to Wembley. And you go to wherever the Europa League final is, and you come fifth in both of them. Because I think if you have Champions League qualification, I think that negates the whole Europa League thing. But I also think you won't come fifth. So, so if Villa came fifth, yeah, <sighs> and you go to both finals and you win, and in let's say in the final of in the final of the Europa League, you beat. Roma you beat Roma you don't beat like you you don't beat like a massive club that's come down but in the final of the FA Cup you beat Man City in fact no better than that you beat Arsenal okay (laughs) (laughs) I think I think winning the FA Cup at Wembley would be would be way more worth it than qualifying for the Champions League for the following season I think the memories of watching your team win the FA Cup at Wembley would be fucking unreal man like winning the winning the Europa League and would be amazing, but it's not the same. Like the, F, the FA Cup, like I always, every time it comes around, every time the third round comes around, I think, for fuck's sake, like you just want to watch the Prem. But as soon as I watch that first game, that, that early kickoff on the Saturday, <clears throat> it gets me excited. Like it's like when I was a kid and didn't have Sky, FA Cup was always on terrestrial. So it'd be like, watching some I remember watching Accrington Stanley played someone and they were going through the history of Accrington Stanley and all of this. You get you get so much more information on like the, the lower teams than you do in any other competition. So it's the like it's I'd love to watch Villa win the FA Cup. I don't think I don't think growing up like you you as a kid anyway, you don't see like it would well, it would have been UEFA Cup. You don't see it anywhere near as prestigious as the as the, as the FA Cup. So my yeah. I would rather finish fifth and win the FA Cup than finish fifth and win the Europa League with Villa. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. I, I feel that there's I feel that there's a more level of romance to your team going and winning the FA Cup than there is winning the Europa League, despite the fact that logistically it's probably better to win the Europa League. It's not as I would rather my team win the FA Cup than the Europa League. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I don't I think. I don't know. Yeah, fake up. I don't know. I just, I just, yeah. But I'm just thinking about how class it looked when West Ham won the Conference League last year. Imagine West Ham won the Europa League and we're in the Champions League. Yeah, that's sick. But you finish <laughs> fifth. You've just won a cup. 
you're, yeah. you're going you're going like if if right so it's standard in season if Villa won if Villa finished fifth this season I'd be a bit disappointed don't get me wrong but if we won the yeah. FA Cup I'd be over the fucking moon man but if we, yeah. won, if we finished fifth and won the Conference League and we still just qualify for the Europa League I'd be I'd be gutted really yeah 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 fair enough fair enough I think it, I think I think this is one that will probably split people fifty fifty. I do genuinely think it would split people fifty fifty. I think again, depending on side. Like if you said to Man City, Europa League or the FA Cup, they're obviously going to say FA Cup. But I think that's a I think that's a tough one. Right. Next one we're gonna next one I'm gonna do is gonna lead on to the following question. All right. Who would you rather support, Boca or River? Boca. Yeah. Same. Easy. I don't know. What, I, th- I think it's the colours. It's the colours and yeah. it's the prestige of player that they've had. Like off the top of my head, I couldn't name too many players that have played for River. Like players that have come like from probably could, but not not players that have like finished their careers there. Sergio Aguero, David Trezeguet, uh, Falcao, Trezeguet. I think yeah, Trezeguet played. For, Trezeguet played there. Yeah, Trezeguet well, played. No, he played there for a season though. Um huh? he finished he he played a season there. He didn't he didn't win the uh he didn't well he didn't finish his career there, but he played there for a season. Um I'm trying to find who have won the league more. I'm trying to Google it quickly. But it's just all these stupid things that are stupid. Um yeah, I think the I think in recent history River wins slightly more. I think I don't I don't know why I think that, but I think I River think wins slightly right, more. Yeah. But I agree. Boca got Boca got Maradona and Raquel May one nil game over done. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like that's it. And Boca's colours are cooler, and La Bombonera's cooler. Yeah. And from like a modern point, well, from like the kits are nicer as well, which is massive. Like you said, the colours and the kits. But from a modern point of view. Eddie Cavani plays up front for Boca. <laughs> I fucking love Eddie Cavani. So, yeah, Boca, easy. Right. And that leads on to my next question, which you, I don't feel like you've had as much time to prepare for as I have. So I'm going <laughs> to say the question. I'm going to say the question and then I'm going to give you my list and then I'm going to let you maybe take another minute or two to ponder. All right. I, I have a list. Should I do my list? But it's not really, yeah. it's kind of in order. Or maybe we can should jig we, it about. We go- should we, should we say what the question is first? Yeah, go on. Yeah, before we jiggy jig it about. So the question is, top 10 Latin American footballers, including Brazilian, which is a question that I had to ask, like ever is the question. But I would say taking into mind, or bearing in, in, bearing in mind that there have obviously been a f- quite a few players we won't have seen, but then also bearing in mind that Maradona and Pele are probably going to be in both our lists. Yeah, agreed. I'm, like, like, I'm going to give you that. I'm not going to put Jarazinho in there, despite the fact I've read that Jarazinho was an, was an incredible footballer. I'm, prob- I'm not going to put him in there. No. But anyway, right. Read me through. Read me through your list. In Top order. Down, Do you want to, uh, start with ten. Start with ten. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Allison. Okay, <laughs> I I I really wanted to put a goalkeeper in because yeah, I thought like I was gonna put I was gonna right Rivaldo is not in my list because like my memory of Rivaldo is is patchy, 
Yeah. But he was one of the first players I thought of. And then I was like, no, no, I'm going to get a goalkeeper in there. And then I thought, oh, yeah, Alisson Allison at the moment, for me, is the best, closely tied, maybe best goalkeeper in the world. And he's just yeah. so good. Like, I, I can't honestly, like, I can't remember a better South American goalie off the top of my head in my lifetime. I yeah. think he's fucking, he's such a sick player. Um, a wardrobe yeah. that can play football. And is also very flexible. And he's, he's very good looking as well. And yeah. I bet he's a nice guy as well. Do you know what I completely forgot about? Um, when I've been watching that Captains of Captains of the World on Netflix, I completely yeah. forgot he had that mustache for the World Cup. Oh, he doesn't look good there though, does he? Nah, that's cool. Nah, that's I iconic. Think... Nah, I don't think he. It's not a great mustache, but when I seen it, I was like, "You want to be remembered boy. like a certain image of you at that World Cup, and that's it." He's gone. Mm. Should I dye my hair blonde? Nah, mustache. But not okay. like a cool mustache, cool. like a mental mustache. <laughs> like Mario and Luigi mustache. Exactly. Right. Um, Go on, keep going. So like the, the next the next two, should we say, like they're not, I feel bad putting them this low in the list, but I don't, I don't remember him. So Romario, I've put him okay. in there because... Yeah, I yeah. felt like I had to put him in. Yeah, Danny Alves. Yeah, above Romario. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many have I got now? Sorry, they're not in order. Okay, I've got these lot left. Ronaldinho. Yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah, as in R nine. So that's five. You've got. Oh shit, is that right? That's not five, that's six, no? Oh no, okay. Pele. Yeah. Oh no, that sounds wrong. No, that sounds wrong. Okay. Top four is interchangeable. <laughs> yeah. Pele, yeah. Suarez, yeah. Maradona, Messi. Suarez is third. Uh, yeah. So you're putting, you put Suarez ahead of Ronaldo? Yeah. You're not having that. <laughs> I think at a time where Ronaldo and Messi were so good, Suarez was not far behind. Mate, I... <laughs> I, I was... I agree you with you so, 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 so much. I agree with you so much. Like, like, like I agree with you so much. Because uh, he's he's quite high in my list, but he's not as high as that. But he's quite high in my list, and I thought, fuck me, I've put him quite high here. But right, I'm gonna I, I'll read you mine. I'll, I'll read you mine. So so right, let's go. For, sorry, can you actually finalise your one again? So sorry, Messi, Maradona, <laughs> Allison. Oh wait, from the yeah. top, Messi. No no no, no sorry no no start no 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 the way you were doing the way you were doing was better. Oh, okay, no. Allison. Every time I say it, it sounds ridiculous. Allison. Oh, I missed out. I missed someone out. I only had nine. So I've got Alisson, Romario, Danny Alves. Oh, now I'm changing my mind. Alisson, Romario, Danny Alves. Neymar. Yeah. I didn't say Neymar originally, did I? No, and I couldn't believe it, but yeah. Ronaldinho, 
Oh. No, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho. I'm going to have Ronaldinho above him. Okay. Pele, Suarez, Maradona, Messi. <laughs> I've put Suarez ahead of Pele. I know that's ridiculous. <laughs> Mate, that fine. isn't... But, all right, all right, all right. We'll, we'll say Suarez fourth. No, 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 no. Stick where you are. <laughs> Suarez third. Stick where you are. Right. All right. So mine is... So, mine is... I've gone for number 10, Danny Alves. I think... I think, like... When you when you think about players that have... I, I think, firstly, Danny Alves is the best right-back ever. Okay. I think Danny Alves is the best right-back ever. And I think when you think about players nostalgically, like Cafu, Brazil winning captain, Brazilian captain who was who uh, who defined the role slightly, Roberto Carlos, who def- I don't rem- I I know I was alive when they were playing, and I know the whole point of this podcast is to talk about players that were alive when like whether I was alive when they were playing, but quite young. But I think you've always focused more on the attacking side of stuff. Whereas Danny Alves was really good when I was a teenager, and and getting into my twenties and I could appreciate how fucking good he was Yeah, because he was like, he, he played for Juventus and PSG when he was old and was still unbelievable. So Danny Alves is going to be 10. Number nine, Kaka. I think yeah, Kaka he was in my speak. list. And then Kaka, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Kaka speaks for himself. Number eight, Romario. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, Romario is one of those ones where no one ever says anything bad about him. When you watch his goals, he's, he looks like yeah. he's incredible. Uh, number seven, Neymar. I think one of... If he never went to PSG, he probably would be higher in this list. Yeah, agreed. Number number six, Ronaldinho. I loved everything Ronaldinho. I loved everything Ronaldinho was about and I love watching reels, but... Yeah, number six, Ronaldinho. <laughs> Number five, Suarez. Suarez is fifth five. for me. I think he's. I think. Su- I think. I genuinely think Suarez might be one of the most underrated footballers ever. Genuinely, because yeah. I think if if, Ren- if Ronaldo and Messi, if Ronaldo and Messi had a separate category for Ballon d'Or, Suarez would have won three. Like he is. He is so 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 good. And I think what makes Suarez so good is I hate him because he played for Liverpool. <laughs> he's a little rat. But I can't negate how good he is. And he's done it. He did it in Liverpool. He did it for Barcelona for years. And then he went and did it at Atletico Madrid when he was old. Like, not like he was old when he was at Atletico Madrid and still scored 19 goals in a season. Like, he's a joke. Number four, Pele. Uh, Again, like, yeah, Pele's easy money in it. Ronaldo, number three. Maradona, number two. And then Messi, number one. Put Ronaldo ahead of Pele. Yeah. That's a disgrace. I think so. I think so. I love... Oh, mate, Ronaldo, mate. Yeah. I was thinking about putting Ronaldo... To be fair, I was thinking about putting Ronaldo 2 and Maradona 3. I had to stop myself from doing that, but... Where did, where did I have Ronaldo? Sixth, wasn't it? He was fifth, and then yeah. he was sixth. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. Ronaldo and Ronaldinho, I don't think there's much, really. I would... If you were to say to me you could have a team, and you could have one of those... Like, if you could have one of Ronaldo or Ronaldinho in your team for 20 games oh. put Ronaldo every day of the week put Ronaldo every day of the week Ronaldinho that main United team would be an absolute disgrace oh mate imagine how many goals if, we, if only yeah. we signed him <laughs> right I just I'm also going to do some I'm also I also think we should just shout out some honourable mentions right let's think of two like think of like a few players that we just think just deserve mention I'm going to shout Alisson was on my honourable mentions list was he that's nice he's in my yeah. top 10 so. um, 
Batastuta is in there. Yeah. I had Kaka was in my original list and I deleted him out. Yeah. Um, Tiago Silva. Aguero. Yeah, Tiago Silva would have been in like Aguero, Tiago Silva, Roberto Carlos. No, Aguero completely forgot. Yeah. Oh. Might have to take Alisson out. <laughs> I've got like, to take him out. I, yeah, he's coming out. For, he's coming no, out for Aguero. No, 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 no. You're done. No, he's done. It's done. Jaffs, don't edit this. He's done. Oh, all um, right. All right. So that was... Right, that was the big question. That was the big question, right? Let's a couple more uh, questions that we got asked. Uh, what are your top three biscuits? Was one that um, I got asked. Custard cream. Yeah. Um, you know those Viennese biscuits. You know, I think they sell the boxes do them. They do them in lots of supermarkets as well. The two layers. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. That runs through the middle. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In my old job, we did a um, we did like a biscuit rating thing where we brought in like a packet of biscuits every week and we would just throughout the week we'd go through it and then we'd score it out of 10 and we had like a leaderboard yeah. on the wall and I, that Viennese yeah. were like they were they were the top two with another biscuit I think it was you know the chocolate rounds they're like thick oh, bis- they're like yeah. well, actually no they're they're a very small amount of biscuit in like a in like a in like a circular street with a hole in the middle and then yeah. a very thick amount of chocolate all around there yeah, yeah. So custard creams, the Viennese ones, chocolate rounds. Oh, mate, honestly, I genuinely thought we were going to be the exact same. Mine's those <laughs> Fox's biscuits, number one. They're the best biscuit in the world. A fact, they're unbelievable. They're custard creams, two, and then chocolate hobnob. I love a chocolate Ooh. hobnob. But th- yeah. the great thing about a chocolate hobnob is you don't need to have too many. I feel like if <laughs> yeah. I had a chocolate digestive, I could have like eight. Whereas if a chocolate hobnob, I'd have like two or three, and then I'm like, that's enough. Yeah, hobnobs are good. I'd never buy them because I feel like yeah, same. Well, oh, they're they're just too naughty. Like biscuits, like yeah. some biscuits are naughty. That's yeah, a really naughty biscuit. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. All right, a couple more quick ones. Um, caramelized on- onion chutney, in or out? In. I love chutney. All right, apple on a cheese board, in or out? Uh, in. I like fruit over the cheese. <laughs> Don't think I've never had it though. Uh, Christmas sandwiches in January. Ooh, <laughs> out. <laughs> they're out. <laughs> they're so good. Like in November, when they hit the shelves, they are unreal. Yeah. Halfway through December, I'm giving up. They're they're, yeah. they're so bad. January. All right, it's time and to go. FIFA, FIFA Ultimate Team promos in December. Out. I'm saying it for both of us. Out. A striker team au Courtois. There's, they do the promos where they have stupid players. There's a strike. You can now get a, a striker team au Courtois. Madness. I bet he's sick, actually. Mate, he's a, mate, I looked at his stats the other day because I was, um, well, I obviously play FIFA. I haven't, I haven't played Ultimate Team for like two or three weeks. And I was like, oh, just have a look who's on, have a look to see what the new players are. Mm-hmm. 91 striker Thibaut Courtois. 91. If anyway, someone scored right. with a 91 striker Thibaut Courtois on me on FIFA, they're getting abused. They're going to get yeah. some horrible uh, hate, hate messages. Right, last last one is any players that you can particularly remember that you've ever had to eat your words about? This was come from this has come from Kernsey basically trying to be like, oh, Kai Havertz. No, I haven't had to eat no. my words about Kai Havertz. I apologise to him slightly, but the only player I ever feel like I had to properly eat my words about is Tom Kearney. Tom Kearney <laughs> is fucking class. Oh, on the podcast. 
Maybe he said, he said he said this season, Tom Kearney, you oh, are class. Yeah, Tom Kearney, Jamie. Va- oh no, not well, not this season, but Jamie Vardy. I had to eat my words about him. He was fucking. Yeah, maybe he's just like a bit of a rat. Yeah, yeah my words about him. No, um, <clears throat> no this season, Pe- Pedro Porro. Oh my god, no joke. I actually thought the exact same thing. Yeah. I when I he... first saw him, I thought he was absolutely shit. And they paid all that money for him. And I remember thinking, nah, he's that is a that's such a weight. It was like 40 odd million, wasn't it? And yeah. it was like their their big Jan they bought I'm pretty sure they bought him in the January. Yeah. They paid a lot of money for him. They beat Man United to him. No. No. I don't think so. They beat another Premier League so. team to him, but Aston yeah. Villa, I think. No, nah, we don't need him. We've got the Portuguese, the, the Polish cafe, the Portuguese cafe. <laughs> um, I was actually going to say, mate, Pedro Porro, I thought, well, I watched him last season. I was like, wow, he could be one of the worst players I've ever seen. <laughs> and he is incredible. He is, he is absolutely class. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. I can't believe how well he can defend. Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's, one, he's one player that comes to mind. Right, right. That's our mailbag. Opens, closed. See you later, mailbag. Right, time for our time for the Premier League mid-season awards. Woo! How exciting! Um, <laughs> right, what we're gonna do? Jesus, that sounded like woo! How <laughs> fuck? <laughs> fuck me! That was terrible. Right, we'll do. We're gonna do. I'm gonna ask a couple of questions. Right, I'm gonna start with. Before we, because me and what me and Donna have done is we've got a team in a season that we've both done, and an underwhelmed eleven. So a team, a team that we are the eleven players in it have underwhelmed us this season, and or possibly just been shit. One of the two. I can tell you that Tom Kearney is not in that team because he is so good. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to start first question, Donna. Who for you has been player in a season? Um. Mo Salah <clears throat> Liverpool Liverpool whenever I've watched Liverpool I've like this season I, I know I say that I, I think they're going to win the league they've never really blown me away would you agree? <laughs> yeah um, mate, Mo, Salah's, Mo Salah is my one for the exact same reason so yes but his his quality in that team like, just stands out so much I know Trent does in like spells but he he is he's he's a I think he's yeah player of the season so far because for me not to give anything too much to it Harlan's underwhelmed me a little bit this season with his performances obviously he's still got the goals but his performances haven't been, haven't been there as as much as they were last season but Salah yeah Salah so far has been unreal for me yeah agree agree a hundred percent. And I, we, we said, I've said it before on a podcast. I'll say it again. Someone once said, I remember someone said, yeah, he's scoring loads of goals, but he's not playing particularly well. No, if he is scoring goals, then he is playing well. Scoring goals is the hardest part of football. So if he's doing that, he's doing the hardest thing well. So he has to be playing well. Like, from, that's not from out wide. From, yeah, from out wide. Like, yeah, player of the season for me is him. And I think an honourable mention has to go to Alisson as well. But I yeah. can't have a goalie can't be player of the season. Goalie can't be the best player in the league. Can't be. No, no, agreed. Um, all right, who? It, <laughs> I genuinely think we might have the same person for this. Who do you think has been? 
Who do you think has been, who's underrated this season? Who's gone under the radar a little bit and it can't be Tom Kearney as much as you want it to be? Under the radar. The fact that you said that and I haven't prepared an answer makes me feel like you're going to mention a Villa player. Nah. It's not. All right then. Um, Under the radar. Jared Bowen. Yeah. He's yeah. scored so many goals. Yeah. And there's still a question mark about whether or not he'll go to the go to the Euros, which I think is fucking bonkers. Like he's yeah. so good. And he does it every season. It's it, yeah. Under I well, maybe people are just are just used to it now and it doesn't get the plaudits yeah. he deserves. But yeah, I think I think Jared Bowen. Yeah, fair enough. Are you gonna say mine initially Mine initially was going to be Pedro Porro, but then I felt like I can't say that after what you said before. Uh, I don't um, think he's gone under the radar. I think he's had a very season and, and everyone knows it. I don't think, I don't think, mm, I don't know. I think he's been very, 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 very good. More so, I think, yeah, I think he's been very, very good. But the my, my one, if it wasn't going to be him, I, I think has to be Dominic Solanke, mate. Dominic yeah. Solanke, Dominic Solanke actually looks class as well. It's not just like he's, it's not like, oh, he's just on a, he obviously is in a great run of form, but he actually looks like he is class. He's got 12 goals this year, mate. 12. Yeah. We're what, 20 he, games into season. He he plays for Bournemouth. He plays for Bournemouth, who had a really, really difficult transition period, um, obviously with Iriola coming in and stuff, but now seems to be finding his feet, knowing what he's doing, and he scored 12 goals. I, I think he's, I think he's, again, he's another one that it is baffling to even say it, but he could very feasibly go to the Euros. If he scores yeah. 20 goals this year, if he scores, if he scores another eight goals this season, you, I, I find it hard to see how Southgate is going to leave someone who has been up through the, who's been up through the under 21 system and Southgate will know as well. I think it will be really difficult for him to leave him out of definitely a provisional squads. And I'm not saying rightly or wrongly, but I think it will be difficult to, to not have to take Dominic Solanke seriously because when you look at who our second options are, well, who our third options are, because Ollie Watkins is our second option. He's not going to go there with two strikers. He's going to take three. I mean, nah. this is where I disagree. I don't think he's going to take three strikers. He hasn't, taken, he hasn't taken three strikers to the last two tournaments. Yeah, but I think the difference in the last tournament and this one is he had a fire in Marcus Rashford who can also play up front. And I don't know whether Marcus Rashford will even go to the Euros the way he's playing. So, no, he will, but I, I don't know. I don't know whether he can trust him as much as he did before. I don't know. But anyway, so like yeah. he has to be in with a shout. Whether he goes or doesn't go, I Agreed. suppose, is he, he has to be in with a shout. Um, all right, next one is, who do you think has... which? Who do you think has been manager of the season outside of the top six <laughs> okay outside uh, of the top I six think we'll, I think we'll both I think we'll both agree that Emery's manager of the season yeah so far I think yeah ma- Emery's manager of the season argue. so far um, outside of you, the top and, and you can't say Ange Postacoglu mate um oh I really want to say There's one. I, there's there's one that I think probably deserves it more, but I'm yeah. gonna say David Moyes. Yeah, agreed. I like that. Why Moyes? Because West Ham lost their best player. They're they're like yeah. linchpin in midfield. To Ooh, ask great words. 
to no, I've been podcasting for a little while now, mate. I've got words like much <laughs> in my back pocket. Um, <laughs> they've lost their best player. Like speaking from like watching Villa when we lost Jack Grealish, the whole team was built around him. Like without him, the whole team fell apart pretty much. You had to learn how to play without him. West Ham have have done what Villa did, replaced him with like three players, but they've done it. They've done it well. Like they've they've brought War, War Prowse in for delivery and things like that, um, and they've brought Alvarez in to just fucking do all the dirty stuff that Rice does as well. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's solved it. And it, and they look they all, they do look better without him, which is crazy. Yeah, agreed. Because because he is he is that good he's but, but sort of alongside Rodri, the best centre midfielder in the world. Sorry, the yeah. best defensive midfielder in the world. Yeah, um, agreed. I think Rodri's a little bit better, but yeah. And then they replaced him. They 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 look better as a team. Um, yeah. What was the question going? David Moyes. David Moyes. Yeah. yeah. There was something as well. Uh, so- sorry. I also think as well, just adding on to what you're saying, what's so impressive is David Moyes has David Moyes hasn't bought a striker that's worked, which I don't know which is down to him or not down to him. So the recruitment, I don't know whether to praise him for or not praise him for. Because obviously, like I said, Alvarez has been a brilliant signing. Um, Warprow has been a brilliant signing. Kudos, obviously, as well. Kudos won't be there for long. I don't think Kudos. I think Kudos will go soon. I think he looks like top, like top, top player. Yeah. I really do. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna hang around for too long. But anyway, besides the point, it's still a brilliant piece of business because they get 100 million for him. But I think what you need to praise Moyes for is how he's made the team, how he's adapted that team. He's not rushed those players in straight away, and he gets a bit of like stick for it. But he's now adapted that team to not have to play with Mikel Antonio every week, and they're way better because he obviously loves Antonio, and Antonio off, off, obviously offers quite a lot. But he's put Bowen through. He's he's made decisions to put Bowen through the middle, and now he's like. They're reaping the rewards. So Moyes, yeah, I think it's been quality. Yeah, I think yeah. But David he's Moyes not mine. Is yours? He's not mine. Who who I would have picked? Who's that? Well, who is oh, it? I got a mind blank. Um, what's, <laughs> what's his name? Um, Wolves manager. Yeah, Gary O'Neill. Yeah, Gary O'Neill. Yeah, Gary O'Neill yeah, no. is mine, right? And Gary, o- Gary O'Neill, Gary O'Neill is mine because I was listening to someone say the other day he could be that he could genuinely be the manager of the year for 2023, and he got sacked from Bournemouth at one point, which is just <laughs> fucking mental, isn't it? But he lost he lost so many players. Um, I had Wolves 19th in my Premier League predictor, and mm. I think Gary O'Neill obviously gets a bit of. I think Gary O'Neill gets an extra bit of leverage because I didn't know how good he actually was. I didn't think he was that good a manager. I just thought he just sort of got away with it because he not yeah. got away with it, but he was like pride, passion, belief. And that sort of got what what's got Bournemouth through because I didn't really watch Bournemouth last year. But every time I've seen Wolves, they've been so impressive. Wolves should have nine more points as well. The VAR that goes against them is horrific. Um, and I think he's doing, I think he's doing an unbelievable job. And especially with all the players they've lost and stuff like that, he's getting much more out of, he's getting much more out of the players than <clears throat> Julian Lopetegui got. Although Julian Lopetegui did a good job, he's getting more out of those players than he did. And Lopetegui's managed Real Madrid in Spain. Do you know what I mean? So he's he has to be doing something well. And he's young and he's really likable. Like that video of him when he's talking in the dressing room and stuff, it's really likable. So I'm going to say outside of the top six, him. Best manager outside of the top six is Roberto De Zerbi. But I think so far this season, it's him. 
I've just realised I picked I picked David Moyes, who's actually West Ham are actually sick. You actually yeah, yeah, but top, outside the top six. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But top yeah. six, top six is essentially what you would call the big six minus Man United plus Aston Villa is what I would say. So I know obviously what, fair yes. enough. Yeah. Right. Let's right. Let's rattle through this then. So we'll start with our team of the season. <sighs> or do you want to start with the not good enough team? It's up to you. What's more interesting, do you reckon? I've got some terrible shouts for the underwhelming 11s. Right, let's, let's, let's do team of the season. Let's do team of the season. <laughs> right. In goal. I'll tell you, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do goalkeeper. You say yours, I'll say mine. Defenders, midfielder, attackers. All right. Okay. So goalkeeper. I reckon we agree on this. Alisson. Yeah. Agreed. Alisson. I don't... I don't think there's. I say it every time. Don't think there's much in it between him and Emmy. Emmy. Emmy this season has been unbelievable. Saved us so many points. The clean sheets don't look great, but that's not down to him. He's been so good. Um, yeah. Allison is a joke. So yeah, I would have. I I I would have put Emmy in there, but I don't want to show too much bias, so I've stuck Allison in and there. And also Vicario. Shout out Vicario as well. Vicario yeah. is brilliant. Vicario think, is brilliant, mate. Yeah, he is. Nice. He is good, but I don't think he's as good as M2 or has been as good. No, I, no, I'd agree, but I also think he's what twenty three, and he, they bought him from absolutely nowhere, and he's coming from a different league. I think that I think that that has to be a factor in it. So, but anyway, right, Allison in goal, right, you're back four or back three, or are you playing a back four or a back three? I'm playing. I'm playing a four three three. Okay, with two wide players, three centre mids. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, Right back? Have you got right back, centre backs, and left back? Yeah. You do? Have you not? Yeah, no, I do. I was I picked him in position. Oh. I wasn't sure if you just picked like four defenders. No. Nah. Okay, so right back I've got Pedro Porro. Okay. Who have you got right back? Trent. I did have Trent. I changed him out for Pedro Porro at the last minute. Um Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, same. Saliba. Yeah, same. Emerson. Ooh, I don't have... I've got I've got uh, Trent, Virgil van Dijk, Saliba and a doggy. So, a doggy sticks in my mind as absolutely mental. Like, going forward, yeah. amazing. All I can think about is those reckless red cards he's got, though. He's had, I think he's had yeah. two red cards in, in the Prem. I think it's two. I think it's only and one. He sh- well, he should have had, so I'm pretty sure it's two. He should have got sent off, he should, he should have got sent off against well, He should have got sent off. And I feel like he should have been sent off twice. Yeah. If he hasn't been given yeah. two, he, he should have been, he's had one and he should have had two more. Yeah, he's had, no, he's had one. I think he should, I, if I remember correctly, he should have got sent off against Man United. He should have got sent off against yeah. Chelsea as well. Yeah. Man United won the set he, the two bookings. No, no, I can't remember when he, he got sent off against. Oh, he got sent off against Chelsea. Those were the two bookings. Off. They were a shambles. Yeah, but he should have got sent you off. Might be thinking about he should have got sent off for the booking. He got a yellow card and he should have got sent off for it. Or I can't remember. But yeah, in that game he was all over the place. So I took him, yeah. I didn't put him in for that reason alone. Emerson. Yeah. Like I've watched when I watched West Ham a couple of times. I, I, he like he does stand out, but obviously our mate Broom is a massive West Ham fan. He bums him off, so I did. I was like, oh, I'll have a look at him. 
and I just went and had a quick look at his stats. All right, so I had a, one of his stats is so good. Like, so he's in the top. I think it's top ten for tackles made in the Prem this season. He's got yeah. fifty-four tackles. Yeah. How many? This is me. This is this is what this is what made me put him in because I thought it was so, like such a good stat. Hold on one sec. Bear with me. Whilst I do this, I'm bearing with you, mate. Sorry, he's in the t- so he's ranked number five in the Premier League for tackles. Yeah, he has done. He has made fifty four tackles a season. Yeah, Man United's highest. So Man United's pl- highest tackles player. Yeah, Bruno Fernandez. How many tackles do you reckon he's done? Bruno Fernandez, twenty eight. Oh no, forty. So it's quite high actually. Oh. So I was thinking, <laughs> how has he made so many tackles? Declan Rice, 42 tackles. Emerson, 54. Mate. Yeah, it's not surprising when you think about the wingers that are taken on a fullback. I don't think that's that surprising. No, I think that's class. That's the highest that is class. any left back. Emerson, in the is, Emerson is class as well, to be fair. I don't I don't disagree with that. But I think from to defend a doggy, he's again, he's I think you have to take it into account. He's 20 years old. He's coming into a new league. He's 20 years old and he's having to play a completely different system. And he is very, very, very good at it. He might have had a he might have had a stinker against Chelsea, but every time I watch him, I think, would I love him to play for my club? Yeah. Because I think he's a I think there's a diamond in the rough there. I think he's absolutely class. And the right back Pedro Porro and Trent again. I, I I think there's there's debate either way. I think Trent has just been Trent has just at points just been so good. I think the thing that sticks out the most to me in this is that we've both gone for Van Dyke, and this is what I meant about players mm. like form is temporary, class is permanent. Van Dyke is like Van Dyke has been off for eighteen months, but he looks like he's on again, like yeah, on on again. Yeah, he looks very good, and so does um. Canate alongside him, he look, he, he's looking yeah. like he's finally. Canate was proper, he was mustard yesterday, wasn't he? He was quality. So good, mate. Right, so good. Right, right. Three in midfield. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? You go. All right, I'm just. I'm going to rattle through all of them rather than do them one by one. Uh, Douglas Louise is in my midfield, as is Declan Rice in my midfield, as is Bernardo Silva. I am. I am. I am Rod I am probably Rodri one of Rodri's biggest fans. I think Rodri is better than Busquets. But I don't but Rodri's had a he's been injured for a bit and he got himself sent off mm-hmm. and City lost every game and he wasn't there. So Douglas Weeze, I think, has been imperative to what Villa's doing. Rice is imperative to what Arsenal are doing. And I think Bernardo Silva is I know I said Suarez might be, but I think Bernardo Silva comes under the category of probably the top five most underrated players in the world. If, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. he no, in fact, probably top three most underrated players in the world. I couldn't think of the other three are, but he is so so underrated because he's five for eight. Okay, I've got <clears throat> Douglas Luiz, Declan yeah. Rice, and Rodri. Yeah, but I'm happy to concede Bernardo Silva for yeah. Rodri because for the exact same reasons as you just said. Yeah, um, but. His performances have been so good this season. I, I couldn't not put him in um, for the games that he's no. had, he has played. And he's like you say, he's, he's yeah. imperative to everything that City do. When he's not in the team, yeah. they miss him so much. Um, yeah, but yeah, he, yeah, he's a Rolls Royce. So I put him yeah. in. I, I think that like I said team of the season. So f- I think Rodri will be in team of the season for the whole year unless he gets injured. But I think just so far, I just think the impact Rice has had. 
the impact Douglas Weeze has had. And uh, on a, if Bernardo Silva was six foot tall, honestly, he would yeah. be like, he is so, he doesn't, he, and the thing is, he's not, I think, I think what happens is people perceive, and I don't think this is, I don't think this is everyone. And I don't think this is a quite a few people, but I think people perceive like, if you are small, then you are not. You can't be a tough tackling, strong player. Whereas Bernardo Silva was a right winger who has now gone into like a box-to-box midfielder that could also probably play in the ten if you had to. Could still play out wide. Probably play right back. Probably play centre back. He's so good. He's so he's such a little rat in midfield. He just wins mm. everything. Um, so I've gone for him. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and then the three, the three up front. I'll let you talk to the three up front. Okay. So I've got I've got Salah on the left. Yeah. I've put him out of position for this season, but I've put Bowen on the right. Yeah. Um and I've put Watkins through the middle. Yeah, I've done the exact same. The exact same the front exact three. Same. Yeah, the exact but same. I, with a caveat, I would have t- I would have happily if well not happily. Oh honorable mentions for He Chan, who I would have who I would have liked yeah. to have got in there, but I couldn't yeah, put him ahead of Salah or Bowen and yeah. Solanke as well, but I couldn't pick him ahead of Watkins. Yeah. I know he, he scored more goals than Watkins, but Watkins has got nine goals and eight assists. Solanke's yeah. got, I think it's 12 goals and t- two assists. Yeah. 12 goals for strikers doesn't matter. Really yeah. Matter this, but Watkins overall play is just so good, man. Like, I don't think yeah. it's, I don't think it's any question about him going to the Euros um, with England. Yeah. In the me summer. neither. But yeah, I I agree, agree wholeheartedly. I think that I think Harland has to get a shout out. I know he hasn't been he's been injured for a bit, some recency bias and stuff like. He still has scored thirteen goals, um, and I think Hyun Min Son has to get a shout out as well for the way that yeah. since he's played through the middle, he's basically put Tottenham on his back. But I agree. I think I think again, I'm looking at how much of an impact do each of these players have for their clubs individually. You could tell me you could tell me better than I could tell you how much of an impact Watkins has, but it's massive. Yeah, I can huge. tell you it's massive. Bowens is massive. And again, a West Ham fan could tell me more than that, but Bowens is massive. And Salas is, Salas is, we'll see how massive Salas is over the next month, but I picture that we will be saying Salas is massive. So um, I've got, um, yeah, I agree. I don't think I need to add anything because I think you're right. I've I've put a list of a couple of honourable mentions that you've already said as well. So Son, uh, Rodri, Solanke, Huang has to go in there. Huang's been yeah. a joke, mate. Harland. Do you know who I think's gone? Who has gone under the radar? I couldn't think. Jao Pedro. Jao Pedro oh, is, is yeah. having. Jao Pedro. Jao Pedro was my other reserve because I had him. I had him at the start of the season in fantasy because he was such a. He was so yeah. cheap, and he just didn't score enough. And I was like, I'm taking him out. And ever since I've taken him out, he just he just pops up with like. I, I feel like he's he comes off the bench quite a lot. I might be wrong. I feel like yeah. he comes off the bench he's quite got, a lot, and he just scores. He's got 15 goals in all comps this season. Player, that's pretty. That's yeah, that's yeah shout out to Joe Pedro. So, he's quite. He's, he's been a bit of a. I mean, they paid a lot of money for him, didn't they? they paid like thirty odd million for him, but um, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been like a good buy. Right, pretty standard. If you disagree, let us know. If you agree, let us know. Right, our disillusioned eleven. All right, I'm gonna a disillusioned eleven. So, to put this into context, right, we're not saying that any of these players are bad. All right. No. In fact, we, we some of these players might even be having good seasons. All right. But what I am going to say is, I am disillusioned with what what or we are disillusioned with what we thought they would do versus what they've done. 
There Agreed. are some players in here who have, I think have just been crap. But that's the the disillusionment isn't this isn't a this isn't a fits all. All right, this isn't a one size fits all. So there's um yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. And disillusion can even kind of mean disappointment. So we'll we'll start I'm I'm playing a 4312. I can call, I can call it a 433 and I'll just play one of the Yeah, let's call it a 433. All right. Right, we'll start with goalkeeper Donna, you can go first. Robert Sanchez. Oh, okay. But I've also got, uh, I've put Raya in there as well. Yeah. But Robert, Robert, San- I think of Robert Sanchez, I think whenever I watch him, I just think, nah, not, I don't fancy him at all. I don't think he's one of the yeah. better goalkeepers in the, in the league. I don't think yeah. he's good enough to be Chelsea's number one. Yeah. Every time I see him, I'm just like, yeah, all right, goalkeeper, not a Chelsea goalkeeper. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, I was underwhelmed. Agreed. Underwhelmed with the signing, cool. to be honest with you. Um, yeah, but very underwhelmed with his performances. Okay, um, I think look, Anana has to get a mention because Anana's too easy. But I also think Anana was a bit too easy. I've gone, for, I've gone for League One ways. I've gone for West Brom my keeper. Yeah, because because. We said this on the last part. I don't think I don't think Fodringham I don't think Fodringham is good enough for the Premier League or good enough for Sheffield United to stay up in the Premier League. But I also feel like there's been a lot of keepers that have done that that have still had good seasons and come out with a good like good reputation, like Matt Jilks, Boaz Myhill, like Chris Kirk. I know Chris Kirk can play in the Premier League for a little bit longer. Um, the it was Etheridge used to play in goal for Cardiff. Yeah. Like um, the B Brian Jensen who used to play in goal for Burnley. Like I don't think they were ever good enough for the Premier League. But I remember I have like relatively fond memories of ah oh, look they were good keepers they did a good job but they're really solid stalwarts for the thing. Whereas I think what's happening is Wes is a better keeper than all of them in my opinion. But Wes is getting tarnished now with um. Oh, he's rubbish. He's useless. Blah 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 because of the mistakes he's making, and because he's making quite a lot of mistakes. Mm. I wanted Wes to come and have a really good season, and then become stay at Sheffield United or become like I don't know a bigger team's number two or something like that. That's what I wanted to happen for Wes, but it just hasn't happened. And I think that the fact that Sheffield United are probably going to go and buy a keep halfway through the season shows that it hasn't been good enough. So Wes <laughs> is my number. Wes is my first oh, one. That was a character assassination, mate. You've absolutely killed him there. I feel, I feel sorry for him. No, I haven't. No, I've been the opposite. I praised him. I really like him. But I just said I'm, dis, I'm saying I'm disillusioned because I really, really like Wes and I want him to do well. Okay. Right. Back four. I haven't. I have got a back four that you can kind of put into a back four if you want to. But... I have a back four. Oh. I'm, in fact, I'm going to change. Guarantee. I do have a back four. I've got a back four. Who have you got a right back, Josh? Uh, <laughs> this is, he's not really a right back, but he's played there quite a few <laughs> times. Ben, ben Godfrey. Right. Ben Godfrey. Oh. Uh, and the reason I say Ben Godfrey is because I thought Ben Godfrey was fucking class. I used to think he was so good. When he came through at Everton, I was like, there's a proper player in there, and he hasn't played a minute for Everton this season. He hasn't played a minute for Everton this season. And I thought someone like Dyche would get a player like that who I think looks like they have more ability than Tarkovsky, Michael Keane, etc., and bring something more out of him. And he just hasn't. 
So it's not disillusioned in the sense of his performances, but I'm disillusioned that he hasn't been performing and hasn't been given the opportunity. Yeah, disappointed. Yeah. Okay. That's what, who's your right back? This is this right. So I'm gonna caveat this with I don't think he's performing to the standards that he that he should be performing to. And I'm actually a bit concerned that he might be on his way down in terms I know exactly of, who you're gonna say. Kieran Trippier. Yeah. I mean when you so I, he was the first person I thought of when I saw when I put right back down I wrote I literally just wrote his name straight out and I thought yep yeah, he's not been good enough this season then I was like mm, I might actually have to check this because I'm trying to think of the games <laughs> I watched a few Newcastle games I was thinking how many have I watched what games did I watch am I being am I being biased yeah, I don't know so I checked he's got seven assists in the league which to me that's a lot of assists I checked when he got the assists so. They were against Sheffield United. He got three assists in that 8-0 win. I think he got yeah. a couple of assists against Burnley and the other yeah. assists came against Luton. So yeah. seven assists from right back. I mean, yeah. amazing. But by Trippier standards, no goals. Not good enough. Not good enough. Um, wow. I- and... And then no assists, and then no assists against any of the other teams. I think I think he's better than that. And in the over December, he was looking pretty shaky. That Bournemouth game, mate, he was on he was on the ropes. You would have thrown the towel in, okay. wouldn't you? He's no. a screw. Well, I, I I I think Trippy is top, but I understand your point. I think this is I think it's recently. I think, he's, I think he's had a poor month. I think he's had a poor month. I think he's top, but that Bournemouth anyway. game was in. The middle of November? It's was been it? bad since then. Yeah. Yeah, he has been bad since then. All right, maybe you're right. I don't well, I don't think you're right. I think Trippy is too good. I, I didn't really, look good really, against Sunderland really, either. I really, really, really like Trippier, so I can't say anything about so him. So do I, but no, no. Underwhelmed so far. Okay. All right. My uh, right, I'm going to go through. I do my, my two centre backs are Gavardio and Nathan Collins, and I say Gavardio because I and I say Gavardio in the sense of again, this is this is why I think we we were like, oh, we'll record a pod for an hour, we're an hour and two minutes in, but this is probably going to take quite a bit of time. But the reason I say Gavardio is because I Gavardio at the World Cup was incredible, and Man City bought him for 86 million pounds, and they went like. Leipzig didn't want to sell, but Man City just paid the pay, like the release clause, which was high because they obviously saw something in him. And I just don't think he's been that good. I think he's good. He's very clearly good. But I don't think he's been... City haven't been as defensively resolute with him there instead of Stones. But that's because he doesn't know the role enough yet. But I'm a bit disillusioned in the sense of I thought he would come in and be one of the best centre-backs mm-hmm. in the world straight away. Because they've obviously... Yeah, I, I mean, I thought he would be. Nathan Collins... Nathan Collins, again, I'm a bit disillusioned with because he, at one point, they were like, Nathan Collins, I remember someone saying he's a hundred million pound footballer playing for Wolves, like how good he was. <laughs> and and if you look at how, if you look at where Brentford are, they're not particularly high. And if you look at his mistakes against Wolves, you know, they, like, not great. So those two are my two centre-backs. Okay. Um, mine are a pair. I also have so I've got I got Gavardi on left back because he's been playing there kind of left center yeah. left of a three he's been kind of shifting over to the left so I've put him yeah. in there for the same reasons as you yeah. um, I think when he does actually fully cement his place centre back 
think we'll see the best of him. The first season, second season, we should probably see a bit of yeah. the same football we saw at the World Cup. I've gone for Akanji and Ruben yeah. Diaz. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Um, Akanji this season, when I've watched City, I, I, I don't think he's been anywhere near as good as he was last season. Last season, he was yeah. probably one of the buys of, this, buys of the year. Like when they brought yeah. him in, I think a lot of people thought mm, backup. Like he was looking like a backup yeah. centre half, wasn't he? But he was yeah. rotated so well in that team. And when he came in, he did a job, contributed with goals, and he was solid. Um, but this season, I don't know. It just kind of looks like it's he's, he's having the season this season that I would have thought you would have had last season. He's kind yeah. of looks like he's trying to like find his way in the team. I'd start, yeah, I don't think he's been as good as he was last season. Ruben Diaz, yeah. for me, boggles my mind. Like when they first signed him, I thought he was unbelievable. And he does yeah. have games where he is unbelievable, but I don't think he's anywhere near as good without Stones. He has to have John okay. Stones next to him to for him to yeah. reach the heights. I don't think he's I don't think he's the out, outstanding centre back at City. I think yeah. he's good. I think he's a very good centre back. Sorry, he's a very good centre back. I'm just not convinced with, with him without Stones. I don't think he's anywhere near as good. Yeah, fair for enough. that reason, I've put him in. Yeah, fair enough. I think I think as well we need to caveat all of this by saying we don't think these players aren't very good and we don't also think that these players won't go on and have really good rest of their seasons it's just you just expect more is the simplicity simplest way to yeah, explain with that, it with those um, with that three with that whole back four to be honest expect yeah. more yeah um the my left back is Lewis Hall thought he play more Newcastle wanted to spend like 28 million on him. I think they got an obligation to buy for 28 million. He got a few minutes for Chelsea end of last season. Chelsea fans were a bit disappointed when he went and he just hasn't played. He comes on in like the 82nd minute every game. And I don't think, I think Lewis Hall will be a good footballer, but I just think I'm just a bit like, I wanted more from him. Yeah. I watched him in the Champions League. I can't remember if it was against PSG or Dortmund. I want to say it was against Dortmund away and he looked very ropey. Like he, yeah. he looked like he hadn't played a lot. I think he did come yeah. in. He must have come in for an injury. Yeah, he, yeah. It was looking like fiftieth minute, get his number up, and I think he. Yeah. I, think, I think they did actually end up subbing him off because he didn't look. He didn't look up to it. Mm. Yeah. Right. My midfield three. Ah. Caicedo. One hundred twenty-five yeah. million. One hundred twenty-five million. Bang average for a side that are tenth in the league. Not good enough. Sangare, 45 million. 45 million for a side that have been struggling until they got a new manager in. What I've seen of him, I haven't been impressed. I haven't been impressed with him and I thought he was a brilliant signing because United and Liverpool have been linked with him for a long time and I was thinking, oh, he's one of those that's going to come in and just be very good for someone else and then United are going to go and spend 80 million for him. And I don't think he's kicked on as much as I thought he would have. And the other one, under I've got three defensive midfields here, Sanderberg. Yeah, I, Sand- I think I thought I think that I thought that Sanderberg was like European quality midfielder, like top ten Premier League, like a top eight Premier League club should go and get Sanderberg. And Ooh, I just don't think he is. I don't think he is. Yeah, if you again, if you again looking at like who scored and stuff like that, his stats are crap. Like he's really bad, for this mate. year, he had what he had one really good game, but his stats are quite crap. I don't think he is bad. I think he's really good, but again. He's kind of like the opposite to Bernardo Silva, but do I think he's good because he's six foot five? Does that help me think he's good? I don't know. 
but yeah, him. That's my three. Who are yours? Okay, I've I've got Caicedo as well. I've yeah. got Enzo Fernandez in there as well. Yeah, I, he was Enzo Fernandez was touch and go for me. I'm just waiting for him. I'm waiting for him to become this player. I'm waiting for him to become this 100 million pound player. And whenever I watch yeah. Chelsea, I said it before. All I ever see is him shooting from outside the box, and it throws me up the fucking wall. Because there's nothing yeah. more frustrating than watching a player the ball roll out to him, or them drive the ball, and then put instead of playing out wide and trying to work the ball into the box, and they just sky one over the bar and get the ball away. And you think, you f- what are you playing at? So yeah. he's in there. Um, Kovacic. Ah, okay. Also, sorry, so, just to pick up on just to pick up on Enzo quickly as well, right? He's been here for a year now. Like, yeah. Do you, like do you, three because really, when you sign someone at the beginning of the season, halfway through the season, yeah, okay, they've been here for they've played four months of football, maybe three months. I think I said it was three months, but Enzo's been here for a year now, and Enzo plays pretty much every week. I agree. I, I still Enzo gives me Pogba vibes in the sense of there's yeah. obviously a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent there, but it's just not working for whatever reason. But I think Pogba's is probably more attitude and whatever. But I just feel like he's just giving me not he's not like Pogba, but he just gives me the vibe of why is it not working? Because he's clearly talented. But anyway, back yeah. to back to Kovacic. Back to Kovacic. Um yeah, Kovacic. A free transfer. And I'm at the time I remember thinking that is an unbelievable sign in for City. Yeah. Obviously they lost they lost um Gundogan and they brought him in on a free, I thought. Yeah, that's 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 a good bit of business. That is and Chelsea letting him go. I thought pretty silly, especially looking at it now. Like them, yeah. they could really do have him in there. But when I've seen him for City, I thought mm, maybe maybe not. Maybe he's past it because I think it was the Liverpool game when in the first twenty minutes or so he did two tackles that could have been. It could have easily have been. It was Arsenal. Was it Arsenal? Yeah, and he should have got sent off. He should have been sent off early, and I thought uh, you're you're out of your depth here a little bit. Like he didn't look he didn't yeah. look up to the task. It's not not really what you expect from a pep team either, like a player in that, in that <laughs> system. Like yeah, and then he just seems to make cameos off the bench. I was expecting him to be this really good bargain buy, and I've, yeah, I've been a bit underwhelmed with him. Um, yeah, not to say that he won't kick on the second half of the season and prove me wrong, like City always seem to do. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, he, he was just one that sprung to mind. Yeah. Cool. Right. Front three, which is, I'm never, you can either put it as a three or you could put it as a 10 and then two strikers, but don't, it doesn't really a hundred percent fit either way, but that's up to you. So I'm going to start with Zanaolo is going to be in there. I'm going to put Rashford on the left. I think Rashford's an easy one, but I think he's got, a, I think he has to be. Yeah. And then Dan Juma up front. Oh, okay. Because, because right, Zaniolo, Zaniolo was like the rebirth of football in Italy when he was like started playing. When he, I know he did the two injuries, but I, I was hoping he'd come here and just be amazing. And he's just not, Same. he just hasn't been. Um, Rashford, I thought, would really kick on this season and hasn't, has sort of regressed as opposed to anything. And Dan Juma, Dan Juma scored I think eight goals when Villarreal got to the Champions League semi-finals and then they tried to get rid of him on loan and when he played at Spurs I always thought oh he's decent but he's behind Harry Kane so he's never going to play so but he's probably decent and I haven't seen 
anything at Everton that goes says to me, "Ah, oh, he's decent." So, and apparently, he's looking to leave. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, 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 I have, I have the same. Well, I have the same wide players. I've got Zaniolo in there as well, and I've got Rashford. Um, yeah, Zaniolo has been given so many starts and so many times, so much, so many minutes off the bench by Emery. I'm waiting for him to, to to like kick into gear. He did score in the, he did score against Sheffield United. He has scored in Europa League now, but he looks like he's got he's really got something about him. But he just over overplays it all the time, and it drives me up. Yeah. The wall. And you're and yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he'll ever. I don't know if he's going to come good. Um, I'd imagine he'll probably mm-hmm. go back in the in the summer. Um, and then Rashford. Oh yeah, Rashford. It's like light and day from the the player that was that they was last last season. Um, yeah. Whenever he has a good season, he seems to have a bad season immediately afterwards, doesn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah. So far, disappointed. And then up front, I've gone. It was a toss up. I've gone Hoyland. Yeah. I know he's young. The price is high. The price is they've overpaid for him. Really, they paid for the potential. Yeah, paid, they have. They paid for potential. That yeah, they might he might not even he might not even realise, but I've put him in there for just for the one. I mean, he scored one goal. Um, but honourable mention. Against, mate? Can you remind me? Uh, Aston Villa. Um, and then honourable mention was Eddie and Ketia, who I was going to put in, but I thought I'd go Hoyland. You Eddie and Ketia, yeah. Just don't rate him, mate. I just don't think he's very good. I think he's a Championship striker. Genuinely, I don't. Doesn't no, clip this up, baby. Enough. Not good enough. Mm. All right. Well, look, that's it. So, just that we'll, we'll just rattle through those names really quickly. So, I'm just going to rattle through my disillusioned 11 really quickly just so you can have that. Maybe we'll do a nice graphic and put on the screen. My disillusioned 11, the 11 I've been disappointed with this year are West Fodringham in goal, Ben Godfrey, Nathan Collins, Josco Gvardiol, and Lewis Hall. My midfield three are Sanderberg, Moises Caicedo, and Ibrahim Sangare. <clears throat> Nicolo Zaniolo on the left, on the right, Marcus Rashford on the left, and Arnout Danjuma in the middle. Dono. I've got Robert Sanchez in goal, Kieran Trippier, Ruben Diaz, Akanji, and Gradio. Enzo Fernandez in the midfield with Caicedo and Kovacic. Nicolo Zaniolo right wing, Rashford on the left, and Hoyland up front. Which one of those teams do you think is better or worse? Let us know. Um, and just, yeah, just, well, just let us know, you know, just let us know. We can just let us know. That'd be great if you let us know. Right. That was us. So we were like, right, no longer than an hour today. And it's an hour and 15 minutes. So uh, that's good. But we'll finish it there. Thank you so much for listening. If you got to this point, we love you all so much. Follow us on Instagram at MateHGW. Follow us on TikTok at MateHGW. Hopefully we'll have some more content for you soon. And we love you so much. Goodbye. And there's a burp. Right, in a bit. Bye. Yes, mate, in a bit.